Welcome to the 90s Kid Book Club Podcast, where we indulge in nostalgia, dust off our favorite books from growing up, and discuss how they shaped a generation. Hey, we're your hosts. I'm Monica. And I'm Amy. And we are not scholars, authors, historians. We're just two 90s kids who love talking about it with each other and now with you. So welcome to 90s Kid Book Club. It's our February chit-chat. It is. Um, I was actually at the bookstore right before we started recording so worried that I was going to be running late. <laughs> then I realized I was getting home like with one minute to spare. I had to let the dog out. I had to get my water. I had to hook up my mic and everything, but we're, I made it. We're good. Um, so I thought I had a contractor. Yeah. Thought I was going to start any day. Ended up firing that contractor. Oh, no. I'm on the hunt for a new one. And I had one come by today who I really loved. It's like a husband and wife duo she kind of runs the business and he does the construction and like has a crew and everything and they're gonna send me a quote so we'll see if it's even affordable but i need someone to do this freaking work like there's only so much i can do on my own and without a permit and then a general contractor needs to step in pull a permit knock walls down and stuff and i thought oh well i can just kind of make do with the space the way that it is and I don't know if I told you, I've reached out to the management company because my landlord's using a management company for the property. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, no, <gasps> you, you're going to need to do some reno. Like, you can't just go into what was previously a dog washing business right, and right, throw up bookshelves. Right, and right. I'm like, yeah, I hear you. But what am I supposed to do if I can't find a contractor? Yeah, yeah. I guess I just wait until, until you I find, find a one. contractor. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> not patient enough for that. So I'm trying to do everything that I can without a contractor while also looking for a contractor. But I Googled, apparently, a permit can take up to four weeks to yeah, process. Yeah. When I talked to this woman who runs their business and runs it really well, she was like, oh, no, that I, no, I can speed that a lot. Oh, and I was like, okay. oh, okay. you just pushed the right people. And she was like, no, I'm just really nice. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, honestly, all you need to do is just be really nice. You know, it goes a long way. Yeah. Uh, So I was like, okay. I I just like her energy. It sounds like she's like down to make it happen. So I like that energy. But yeah, Yeah, let's see what her cost is. I hope it's it's reasonable. Well, even if it's not reasonable, I was like, here are the things that absolutely need to happen. Here are the things I would like to happen. Oh, good here call. Yeah, I break it do down. Myself. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I'll just price out everything. You cross off what you don't want and accept what you do. So I think there'll be a way to make it affordable. Yeah. Um, but also, they don't require like half down, half at the end, which a lot of contractors do. Oh. They're like, just pay us at the end or like, oh, as good. we go, we need money. So that leaves some room too to kind of like, continue to save for this and figure out where all this money is coming from because it's not cheap and I don't want to be spending a ton of money on a space that's not mine like to to spend all this money on renovation on a space you're leasing is just so heartbreaking like I just want to get in there and run the business I was telling these contractors like this is not my vibe this is not my 
specialty. Like, I want to run a bookstore. Right, right. <laughs> I don't want to be managing construction projects. Yeah. I don't want to be talking about what walls are coming down and all. I don't know anything about it. My brain doesn't work that way. So... Anyways, uh, long story short, I'm still on the hunt, but my renovation plans were approved by the landlord, so I have approval to do what I have proposed. I just need to get someone to go in and do it. I get this landlord and what they're doing and that they're protecting their investment. They want me to do well because then they know that they're going to get paid, right, so they're trying to right. like dot all the I's and cross the T's, and they have this management company to be doing all those things. It's just really hard for me being a brand new, like, baby entrepreneur and don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right, right. To have all these hoops to jump through. Right. But it's good that you're able to break it down one by one. Like, tackle each thing step by step, like how you would do in any job. You know, like how you would do it on any. So it's like one day at a time. Yeah. Handle each setback as they come. These. These kids are little germ gremlins during this season. It is so bad because my nephew is who got me sick and how I got pneumonia. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm still, still am using an inhaler. Like I don't need the nebulizer anymore, which is nice. At least haven't recently. Um, But the inhaler, like I was out in the garden just pulling plants the other day. And it was, I came back in and was, was wheezing. Like, it's all through. It's, I've never had anything like this. Like, it makes me think that COVID has done something to us. Like, all of us have long COVID or something. Like I looked into this, actually. It's funny that you bring this up because I found a research article. Now, this was a very, like, soft research on my part. Like, I put it mm-hmm. in Google and I looked at a few of the first you know, links. Okay, so do your own research, folks. <laughs> Take those with a grain of salt. But there was a piece of research that was talking about people that have had COVID and having a um like a like having a weakened immune system. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think everyone in the response, world is experiencing that. An immune response. Yeah. But um the the piece of research that I read also talked a lot about the correlation between how we stayed inside for so long. So we ourselves were oh, not yeah. exposed to a lot of things for so long because yeah, we were for years. staying away That's from people point. and staying inside. So mm-hmm. that was one part of the of the article. But yeah, funny you bring that up. I mean, everyone I know is sick. Everyone I know is mm-hmm. like everyone I know is sick. It's just, yeah, cannot wait for spring. But I feel it in the air. Oh, I it's feel here. Spring it's coming. here. I've been forcing myself to go outside because, like, yeah. I'm so tired after work. My job is just so, so draining right now. But I'm so, I get so tired after work and I give myself a 15 minute buffer time. That's what I, I mm-hmm. tell myself. I'm like, you have 15 minutes to chill, but then you need to get up and you need to go outside. Even if it's just for a yeah. minute, go outside. So I've been going out, but now, I mean, we're in, we're in game time for garden. Um, like yeah. if I don't start now, I won't have it for the year. So mm-hmm. I've got all my seeds behind me in the closet on a, oh, yeah. on a startup. Um, and then I've got two tons of dirt in my driveway right now, yeah. <laughs> right outside the window that I'm sitting next to. <laughs> so I got to shovel so all of much. that. Um, I got too much dirt. I needed this a much dirt last year. A company drops that off? Yes. Or you I, and I should buy stock in this company's dirt. Like I yeah. should buy stock in this company because I buy so much dirt from them. 
Um, it's kind of embarrassing. I have hesitated to break down financially how much money I spend in dirt. Yeah, just don't. So I overinflate it in my just head. Don't. So that if yeah. I ever find out what it is, I'll just be like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought. Oh, that's yeah. it? <laughs> Only $1,000 on dirt, okay. <laughs> I'm hearing birds chirping. I had the window open earlier. It's, yeah, it's the groundhog. I don't know if it's did Sears shadow or didn't, but he said he said coming, spring. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's 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 jump into it. Um, so something I did want to talk to you about from last episode, which was uh, we covered '90s bitch. Yeah. yeah. Um, the book about like bitchification. Um, something I meant to bring up and and didn't. Oh, I had I'm a bunch of I've things time too. To, like reflect. So happy on we're going it. back. Yeah, we come back to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is um, what are your thoughts on the word bitch? Yes, that was my question. Okay, okay. I have such complicated feelings about this, and I need to hear what you think. Okay. Um. So. Uh, I guess I should tell you my question because it's the same thing, okay. but I don't know. It might not be the same thing. I'm thinking it is though. But she started the book off and she was talking about how bitch was the worst thing that somebody could ever be called, like a woman could ever be called, that it's the worst uh-huh. word. And she had a bunch of reasons for why it was the worst word. Um, and so my question was also like, what are your thoughts on the word bitch? And is it, in your opinion, the worst word that a female can be called? <sighs> I don't know. Um, my thoughts on the word bitch, it now has, I understand, like when we were kids and if you, anybody was ever trying, like if say you called somebody a bitch and then you wanted to take it back, like say you were about to get in trouble and you're like, oh, I want to take it mm-hmm. back that I said that. You would try and justify it and be like, well, bitch is just a female dog. Yeah. You know, and so you just like <laughs> yeah. brush it off. Um. No, I and I don't I don't hear ever anybody anybody ever use the term bitch to refer to a female dog. So now it's never I've never yeah that's not maybe that's in not like something. the breeding community or something. yeah and like I thought that too dogs, yeah maybe? I don't know and but I've never heard someone use it to mean a female dog yeah. Um, so I, and that doesn't justify it or make it better. Oh, it just means female dog. Still, you're calling me a female dog. So I think this goes back to, and we've talked about it on the pod before to how like words can have like super heavy meaning. They can have, they can kind of be like, I don't know. I'm desensitized to the word bitch. I call my sister a bitch. I like to her face, like I'll be like, what up, bitch? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I refer to myself as a bitch regularly in conversation. Like it'll just, I don't, it just happens, probably have on the pod. Um, so I'm desensitized to the word bitch. Now, at the same time, if somebody's like s- comes at me super aggressive and, and starts calls calling you a me bitch? a bitch, yeah. yeah, I might take that differently. Yeah. But like, you know, if you were to call me a bitch, you know, like as long as like you're not mad at mm-hmm. me or something, then I would just, you know, I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, I feel like you've done a better job at like taking the power back. Like if you say like, hey, bitch, you're like, what a bitch to your sister. Like right. you're taking the power back and saying like this doesn't have any kind of ownership over us or like power over us. I am not there at all with that word. I But I, <clears throat> as much cursing as I do in my life I don't I try not to use words 
that describe people, I guess? Like name calling. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not going to yeah. call someone someone. Do you feel that something. way about asshole? Yeah, I think calling someone an asshole is like really, really bad. Okay. Like I, okay. I do, but I'm also super sensitive to like never hurt anyone's feelings and always be like super considerate about. You're our feeler. Yeah, you're, like, you're a feeler I would on never the pod. <laughs> someone to call me names, and I'm very sensitive about it. Like even with our daughter, like occasionally Josh will be like jokingly be like, "Oh, you're being a jerk," or like something like that, and I'm like, "Please don't name call." Like I don't care if it's funny. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's like not a bad word, quote unquote, like a curse word. Like I just don't. I don't like getting in the habit of name calling. I tend to do it if I'm like really angry and I see it as like a weapon. But I think that's why I yeah. don't approve of it because it is a weapon and words are meaningful and, and you want to you want it to hold meaning when you use it. Yeah, and I just yeah, I don't like the word bitch. I I don't say it casually. I don't. I've probably said it about other women in a mean way in my lifetime but I try not to use it in general and I was thinking about for me any word that references someone's like gender or sex is particularly Mm -hmm. offensive to me like every once in a while Josh will call me woman and it really oh i get i get what me. you mean like calm down woman yeah. like jokingly jokingly course, but, but yeah if anyone yeah, calls me that, woman yeah. or girl or bitch like those if it's referencing my gender in some way for some reason it is so much more infuriating because you're you're like reducing me down to my gender and saying that that gender is somehow bad or negative mm-hmm. i can't stand mm-hmm. i had a mm-hmm. There was a kid in my middle school class, which tells you a little bit about like what his home life must have been. But he would call me woman in middle school. And I I swear it started there where I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like what I don't like how you're using it. I don't like what you're calling me. And he knew that it pissed me off. So he did it more, of course. But like calling someone woman or girl, like calling grown women girls, I cannot stand calling grown women woman girls yeah like the girls room i mean i can like oh, those girls, girls over there room. yeah yeah or, yeah oh okay like uh, like okay. girls next door the show like they are women yeah. they are not girls yeah. Yeah. it's just like yeah. a way to further reduce them down it's interesting it's like cutting them down yeah it's interesting you say that though cuz like i'm thinking about time like i i've definitely done that with the opposite gender like talking like boys yeah you do say boys them as men yeah. i definitely do You're that right, you like because i see i don't know i don't want to go that way, direction but yeah <laughs> i definitely call them boys because sometimes they fucking act that way <laughs> i wish i could t- i wish i could take back some of the power of these words and i really admire the people who can and have but i think part of it is it's me being protective over others more than it is myself like yes it does piss me off but I'm also like I can't imagine calling other people these things you know so yeah, like I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. it's acceptable yeah. but I don't know I just I feel like I have yeah. a really complicated relationship with the word bitch and we didn't get into the actual like lexicon of like how do we feel we about didn't. this word we didn't have you ever been well, called a bitch like you remember someone calling you that so she mentions that in the book too she's like everybody remembers the first time they're called a bitch 
I don't, I can't recall. I, the I was probably by my sister, honestly. Like we were probably fighting. Yeah. I have an older sister. Like, yeah. Yeah. We definitely called each other bitch. Yeah. <laughs> We definitely did, like ripped each other's faces off too, and she tied me to a tree, and she locked me in a closet. And <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it's funny though that you say that, uh, like, you admire people that have been able to take back like the power mm-hmm. of those words. At the same time, like, I feel the opposite. Really? Like, I feel like I feel like I swear, and I use. Uh, aggressive language on a regular basis, regularly in my communication style. It's just the way that I am. I I think it's the New England in me. Like they're Mm -hmm. just harsher in the North, but it's something I've never been able to kick. I've definitely like toned it down since moving to Georgia. Like it was definitely worse than this prior, but I would still say it's pretty aggressive. Um, But when I'm really mad, people can't tell. When I'm really pissed off, like, People cannot, because those words don't have meaning anymore. Mm, They're just like, oh, Amy's yeah. just popping off. You know, Amy's always popping <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> so um, yeah, I think, I think my relationship is a little more complicated than it seems, yeah. you know, that I've just chosen to not um, take ownership of these words, I guess, mm-hmm. or like people, but I think also working in crisis mental health. Like, I've been called every name in the book. Like, was I going to sit there with some patient who's legit trying to physically attack me, call me a bitch, and I'm going to be like, don't call me a bitch. Yeah. You know, like, no, I'm going to go, like, try and Use save my life. Words. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> but um, the the word that, do, that does hold more meaning to me, even now as much as much has like softened, but it's a word I don't use, is the see you next Tuesday. Yes. Um, I was going to say the exact same thing. I don't know why, but it sounds so even, much worse. Yeah. I've used than, it. I've used it, but I'm really mad when I use it. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a word that I do not use. I think it's one of those that, again, it's reducing... It's reducing you down to yes. your like genitalia, yeah. like you are nothing more. Yeah. You know, it's something about the like gender. Ugh, yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I never broke it down that yeah. way, but I I think you're right. I think you're right. It's just breaking you down to just a, a body part, and that's all you are. Yeah. And women have already yeah. tried so hard to like to fight against that and that mentality. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my whole issue with Victoria's Secret and like the just the image of women in general um, yeah. in the media, you know. So, What's that yeah. song that's like, I know Victoria's Secret. It's that she was <laughs> created by a man or something. Oh, yeah, like yeah, Olivia yeah. Rodrigo or something like that? that. I don't know. Yes. But did you watch the documentary about how um, Victoria's Secret was made? You know, it I was literally like did. I probably did. I think it was on Netflix or Hulu, one of those, in the last couple of years. But I watched it and it's horrifying. Like, literally made by men, made up this, like, Victoria character and was like, everyone's going to want to be her, so (laughs) we can sell stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yuck. We do have plenty of 90s news if you want to switch gears. Um, it's, It's just, like, never ending the 90s nostalgia. There's a remake of The Crow with the little scars guard is are the are the scars guards related 
I honestly don't know. <laughs> what are the chances that they look so similar, have the same last name, and aren't related? I heard they weren't, but how is that? Po- how? I guess Scandinavians. Not even. Not even. Maybe they. Maybe it's they like the last name similar? Smith. Maybe it's like the last yeah. name. Yeah. Okay. Are Skarsgård actors related? Let's see. I I'm showing that yes. Legendary actor Stellan Skarsgård has eight children, including the famous actors Alex, Gustav, Bill, and Walter. Yeah, the Skarsgård brothers got us way off track there. Um, So there was also a concert, I see here in my notes, um, in... Oh, this is in Vegas. I thought this was in Atlanta. So I sent you this concert that is called Lovers and Friends in vegas on may 4th so anyone in that area please go and report back it has janet jackson lil wayne nas Ludacris, nelly neo timbaland <laughs> keisha cole brandy monica eve kelly Rowland, backstreet boys gwen stefani nelly for T- like literally everyone tlc Mary J. Blige, Alicia Keys, Snoop Dogg. Like, how did they All the manage 90s. that? All of that. How oh did they God. even manage that? It, it's amazing. It's, wow. Uh, it's amazing. So, Is Usher there? Yeah. He's the Aha. headliner. Aha. Yeah. So this actually was his tweet that I took a screenshot of. He's promoting his own <laughs> gear here. But <laughs> it looks like it would be amazing. Uh, um, but yeah, there's your 90s news. Yeah, I think that was all that I had. That's, I think that covers it. I was telling you that I have been reading a lot lately. And I don't need to justify the fact that I'm reading a lot. Because at first I was like, well, this yeah. is why I have all this time for reading. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I uh, I don't need to justify why I'm reading a lot. But I am reading well, a lot. Well, and I feel like reading is still like towards your your mission of your bookstore um i got into i know i'm like probably a decade behind on this but i started reading colleen hoover books yeah yeah so i know people love her there's like instagrams devoted to her Mm. and people who have read every one of her books and she's got a shit ton at this point but i thought that she was a romance author so i wasn't really like getting into her books but the first one that I read was called Too Late, and it she said it was like a departure from any of her other books, and she even has a foreword in it that's like, if this isn't for you, like, don't worry. It's really kind of oh. hard to read. It was intense and oh, okay. about so it was like a trigger violence warning. and drug abuse, and it was like intense. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, trigger warning, this entire book may not be for you, but I loved it. It was so good. And then I was like, I need to read more of her books. Like, people are going to come into my bookstore wanting to talk about Colleen Hoover. I've literally read nothing. All I've read is this one book that apparently is a huge departure. So I was like, I need to get my hands on more. I started reading this book and I was like, man, this book is just not good. Like, maybe I liked that other one because it was intense and had like all this intense stuff and drugs and violence and cops and... Um, I realized like four chapters in, it was a different fucking author. <laughs> oh like, my I'm, God. I'm really not into her. Like it was, must've been that one book. <laughs> okay. Was so good. I do that. It's a different author. I start reading a book and this podcast has actually been challenging for me because I'm not, 
we're reading different styles every time every time yeah and i am somebody that every time i read a book like i have to read the like if i like it i have to read the rest of that author's yeah you know collection and then i get stuck on a writing style when you read Mm -hmm. that last book and you're like well now what am i gonna do and you try and read something yeah you try and read something else and you're just like "Eh." totally Eh." yeah I know. I was like, I must not like her other style of books. And then I realized. It wasn't even her. It was a different fucking author. You and owe her an apology. <laughs> I know. Well, I got another one because I was like, well, I want to read her legit book. And it is so good. I almost, so the first book, I stayed up way too late till like two in the morning and I go to bed early, but I stayed up way too late to finish the book. And this one, I almost did the same thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this down tonight. I don't need to be making that a habit of staying up till the middle of the night reading Colleen Hoover. <laughs> but well, I get it Maybe she owes you I an apology it. now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> put that the other way We're around. We're even. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Um, something I forgot to mention when we were talking about the bookstore is um, I reached out to a few local news Oh, like yeah, 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 circulations. yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, I'm opening a store if you want to write something. And I've had two people reply back and be like, yeah, I'll write something. Yay! That's So awesome. I spent all day working on like a press packet of like, here's my press release and my headshot and a picture of the store and my logos and Yays. all the stuff that they would That's need. exactly what my tattoo artist did when he moved really? from Atlanta up to Dahlonega. He okay. wanted to like cut ties with his old place Mm, and him and mm -hmm. a few of the artists from his old place went and opened up a new shop and they needed to get the word out and the old shop was saying that he retired because they wanted his business they wanted oh my god oh yeah i called the shop and they were like he retired and i was like the fuck he did and i started googling him trying to find Uh him and i found him and found him in dahlonega and then like the next week they had hit up a newspaper because they had just opened um and it brought them a bunch of business so that's wow. a great, yeah, okay. that's awesome. That's a good idea. Yeah, avenue. I also have a couple people helping me with like marketing and a media strategy. I have a friend who's starting a new business that's like a consultant. And then um, a f- friend of mine's child, child, yeah. they're like grown. They're, they're. Look at you. Is it a girl? <laughs> <laughs> they're, um. Yeah, I don't know. What do you call a grown child? They're grown child. Their daughter. They're a son. Their daughter. daughter. <laughs> you have a daughter. Child and what's that? What's the word for a grown child? <laughs> Their daughter. <laughs> oh my god. I love yes. that. Yes. So their daughter, their grown child girl, um, is in college for like copywriting and media and all that and she took me on as like a project for her school like she got a group of other kids together and they're gonna like help me with a strategy so yeah i'm thankfully i have resources for that because that's not where no excel because at all i was just talking to um so like i had this like My dad calls it an existential crisis that I had this weekend because I was like, I just want to do my gardening. Like I have a website. I have my stuff. I just want to garden. Yeah. And um, so I started talking to some people and they were like, well, you need to have a marketing budget. And marketing budgets are freaking expensive. 
expensive. Like what they – like, yes, you can put mm. in small amounts, but it doesn't go very far when you do that. Yeah. And so they recommend putting in – it's a lot of money. It was money that I don't have up front because my business isn't making any money. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it's a garden. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> – but when I came to that realization, I was like, oh, wow. Um, so having those connections is huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. It would be really amazing if you could like find a way to make money off of like, how do people become influencers and like media personalities? How do they do it? I am Is it just a little bit of luck? Honestly, I don't even think I could do that. I don't even think I could do that. So like my whole gardening personality is more plants, less people so that I didn't have to show my face. Right. The less people part. (laughs) I don't think I could do it. I really don't. So what the route I've been thinking is like garden consultations, like people that want to start a garden. I can go out there. I can help them map map it out. I can help them build it. I can, you know, I could even give them plant starts. Like I got a whole closet full. Yes, 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 yes. I could do all those things. So that's something yeah. I could start with without having any land. The issue is that every other avenue of making money that has to do with the garden has to do with like selling things. Right. And I can't sell any of that stuff without specific licenses. Mm-hmm. All of those licenses I cannot have while I live in an HOA. So I can have like this great grand organic garden. They don't mm-hmm. care. Then Georgia has a cottage act where I could do, I could sell like dried herbs. It's things that are labeled very safe. So you can do jams, like jams Mm -hmm. and jellies. So I made a bunch of those last year. I could do that and sell those. But they want to come in and they want to investigate your whole kitchen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When I started looking further into this, I was like, wait, yeah. wait, they want to come in my kitchen? Like, what? I, I mean, how do I, people sell stuff like on weekend markets and stuff? They have invested in They So they have land and... that's not owned by an HOA. Oh, and then they just license that land and then they're, okay. you know, good to go. They don't even have to worry about the Cottage Yeesh. Act because they've got their yeah. whole thing licensed. But got it. Um, but yeah, so that's been my issue. Then, of course, I'm like looking for land because that's going to happen. And so I've been trying to figure out like how much land do I want? What is that going to look like? Been saving up, have a good chunk of change, still need to continue saving up to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but during my existential crisis this weekend, <laughs> pretty much like broke it down for Blaine too and was just like this, I'm not doing what we're doing today for the rest of my life. I just yeah. can't. Yeah. Um, and so he you know he was on board he was super supportive Good. he so should be we're gonna run with it yeah um but he's nervous because my dreams don't entail nothing from him it yeah. entails a lot of physical effort from him besides like a joint financial goal right it also entails a lot like once we get it the work isn't over the work is just yeah, begun. totally totally yeah um, it's like your store you know you get the store you just want to open the right. work has just begun yeah so it's <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got a long way to yeah. go. Um, speaking of existential crisis, um, I did have another derealization, depersonalization episode recently, and I thought those were over with. I was upset that it even happened because not only are they like traumatizing, but I was like, I'm past this. Why is this happening? But uh, it took the form of like 
a weird sliding doors moment of like alternate realities and like seeing into alternate realities. Like I kind of lost touch with reality for a little bit. Um, and I've been doing a lot of thought recently as a result of that about like alternate dimensions and like mm -hmm. if everything if everything is a possibility if like every decision that you make sparks some other alternate reality and really they're all happening all at the same time like is that you is it you and is there a way sometimes for those to kind of like those alternate realities to like get too close in whatever like space that they're in and is mm -hmm. that what i'm experiencing when i have these episodes is like i'm just like getting too close to another me and like feeling really dissociated in like who i am here in this reality mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know I don't know, but I've been down this rabbit hole on yeah? Reddit before. Okay. And, so okay, not the only the, one. The first thing I want to say is I am like mildly shocked that you're having those types of thoughts because you're somebody that like when we were in college, you were like, I don't even like the idea of space. It makes me feel so yeah. small. Yeah. You know, but now you're thinking like in this well, multidimensional. I'm having this like... I'm having these experiences that don't make sense yeah. in my worldview yeah. and having to be like, okay, well, maybe there's something else. Yeah. I've or it's literally chemicals in my brain just firing and they're not supposed to. Like, it could be as simple as like my physicality messing with yeah. me. Or yeah. it could be some bigger thing. And that's why it's so terrifying is because we're not meant to understand this bigger thing and it doesn't make sense in our worldview. So it's going to shatter me temporarily while I'm like too close to another me or something. I don't know, man. I don't either. But have you been since then? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. um. I, I, I lulled myself into a false sense of security when I was like, oh, I'm past that. Like I'm over. And th what triggered it was very different than the other events that have been triggering it. So I'm having to really kind of reassess like what are my triggers. And it was a little disconcerting that I felt it coming and couldn't stop it. And me and my therapist have done a lot of work about like grounding and like noticing yeah. the signs, but it just hit me so hard and fast and like wasn't something that was yeah. usual for as a trigger for me that I, I, I wasn't prepared. I just wasn't yeah. prepared. So I think I, yeah. it's possible I could have these episodes the rest of my life. Like I just need to prepare myself. It's not something I'm, I'm going to like quote unquote get over necessarily and I think I had kind of convinced myself that I would like get past it or get over it and I may just have these terrifying moments of like just you feeling also, off kilter you also may not yeah you know like you never yeah. you never know I remember having something very similar happen when I was having my like yes my major period Your of panic, panic attacks yes. I got through it I felt like I got through it and it was seriously like I mean, I had a few that were like spurts, kind of like what you just went through. You've had mm -hmm. this long period and then you just had this spurt. I also had a period of time where I had like two years without any panic attacks. And so I thought. Like I'm done. I was I'm done golden, with that. you know, like I thought I was golden. And then just one day it hit me and it was the same thing. I know the signs. I, I know the grounding techniques you know, it's just there are times where it just hits you so hard mm -hmm. and it, you, you know, you catch it so late that 
there's no grounding technique that's going to save me. You just ride it out. And yeah, I still, I have the same exact thing. Like I might have these for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't know, but I also might go through these really long periods of time not having them. And so far it's been okay. But honestly, what I've noticed with my panic is they happen when I don't think they're going to happen. Like something will happen in my life that is panic worthy and I'm, you're fine. You know, cool as a cucumber. Everything's fine. And I ride that out. And then it's usually when things are calm, nothing's going on. Everything's chill, which are rare moments in life. There's shit always happening in life, but it'll be like something's, nothing's going on. Everything is calm. And then boom, Amy's panicking for no fucking reason. Yeah. At least it feels that way, but it's probably been built up. Yeah, yeah. There may know. have been triggers you weren't paying attention to. But it's yeah. a really scary feeling. And I know a lot of people talk about this. I think what I'm experiencing is very similar to panic attacks. And I've been kind of explaining it to people as like a panic attack. But I know people with panic describe like the waiting for a panic attack as like the worst part of it it's like knowing like when's the shoe gonna drop and that's how it leads to things like agoraphobia where you're now scared to go out of your home because you think a panic attack might happen while you're in a crowd of people or somewhere that you can't be safe or like you're now exposed to your triggers and I'm I'm kind of experiencing that of like okay well if this isn't like gone or over it's kind of the fear of like then what's gonna set me off like the yeah. next time I experience a loss, is this all going to come back? Am I going to have like days of this? Is it? It's just like the fear of what is the future going to look like if it's not yeah. that I'm like quote unquote better and I just may not be and I have to deal with that reality now. You know that saying um, that's like, if you're thinking in the past, you're depressed. If you're thinking in the future, you're anxious. And then there's something about like being in the moment. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, in the moment you're like, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I think the link between what we both deal with in terms of mental health, the link is that we're focused on the future. Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. And I think that's why I'm obsessed with gardening. Like it's a, it's an obsession. It's planning for the future. Because it keeps me, well, it's planning for the future, but when I'm doing it, it keeps me there. Like, it's just like, oh, I'm planting. It's a duty that keeps yeah, my mind true. occupied. Uh-huh. So I'm just there. And then before I know it, oh, it's been three hours and now I have two, two garden beds full of stuff, you know? Like, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is like, it, but it is also planning for the future. Yeah. So it's like a way to work with that, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. I did see a garden post recently that was like, planting a seed today is a plan for tomorrow or mm-hmm. something like that. And when I first read it, I was like, oh, I hate Cheesy. cliches. Like, screw yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, wait, am I more invested in the future than I thought I was? Like, <laughs> It was positive yeah. for me because right. I live, you know, comically depressed majority of the time. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I think I'm I'm quite anxious about what the future could be, but I think a way to combat that and something we talked about, like even with the '90s bitch book, is like acknowledging the progress that you've made, whether it's with like yes. gender equality and women's rights, or it's about getting over panic attacks or yeah. existential dread. It's like the future does make me anxious, but also like the moment that I'm in right now is 
10 times better than what it was in the past. And I have done a lot of work to kind of get to where I am. And there's a sense of like competency that comes with having gone through some shit of like, I did that and I got through it. And there's a sense of like self, what's, what's the word for, you know, that you can hate self-efficacy. Like, you know, that you can handle. Oh yeah. Like my self-efficacy is high because I've done it and I've done horrible, stressful, awful, traumatic things in the recent past. So it's like, oh, okay. If I keep having like these episodes, like, okay, I'll deal with that, you know? So that's exactly what I wanted to say about my panic and then got off track because I always do. Okay. Um, (laughs) But uh, yes, I realized at a certain point that one thing that got me through was that I realized I made it through every single panic attack. Every single one I thought I had lost my mind or I was going to die. Every single one of them. And, And after every single one of them, I had not lost my mind completely and I was not dead. (laughs) so it's like you go through these horrible times but it i don't know i hate that saying of like uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger i I feel like it's a phrase for abuse but there is some truth behind it Mm -hmm. go through these horrible times you recognize you made it through that you will make it through Mm -hmm. you know it might be bad it might be a horrible experience but we will make it through Mm mm-hmm I guess for now, we'll see you in two Tuesdays. And TTYL. Bye. Bye.